Hello, knees, and welcome to The Bean for the weekend edition. Uh, that's for Saturday and Sunday. That's what I actually meant to say there. Um, sorry, it's a bit weird. Uh, the uh, the Tyson Fury fight, he's fought, fought again, won again, uh, but I think with the interview I'm playing from before it. Um, we've got some vaping legislation finally happening. Uh, Mika joined Jack Tame, and William Gibson is a science fiction author. That's all I need to know. Before any of that, uh, the uh, abuse uh, discussion over the week, uh, the right to silence, blah, blah, blah. Life in prison will satisfy many of us but then consider this question from White Ribbon one person has been locked away yes but are New Zealand women any safer in the 12 months after Grace Mullane's murder a higher than average number of women in New Zealand died at the hands of their partner just think about that for a moment see this is the thing for the headlines and the attention on two awful but sensational cases, there are who knows how many Kiwi women whose stories we don't hear. Women and children beaten or murdered by their partners, women and children who don't make the news. Why don't we care as much about those stories? Why aren't we just as outraged for every death? As I said just a minute ago, It has been a bad period for women at the hands of Kiwi men. But then it's always a bad period. We're horrified for Hannah Clark and her children. We grieve for Grace Mullane. But then as a society, we don't significantly change. Yeah, so um, as you know, I like to start off these podcasts with something really depressing, uh, usually. And that way we can uh, brighten the mood as we go along. I don't know how bright you feel about heavyweight boxing these days, but Tyson Fury seems like a hard man to beat, and uh, James Smith is always the go-to guy to talk about it. Now, James, you've seen many hyped up and, and, and hoopla kind of occasions in Vegas when it comes to this. How big a deal this one today? Well, it's big when you got two of the most prodigious-sized heavyweights uh, going at it in Wilder and Fury, 6'9", and 6'6", and 270-plus pounds, and... 230 plus pounds and the fact that they fought to a draw about 14 months ago and uh, I I think with the styles and other things that go into this and play into this uh, you know Fury suffering the the cut the severe cut in his last fight the fact that he has a new trainer he's put on weight Uh, Wilder didn't look so good in his last fight until he scored uh, the knockout and, and he's put on weight so a lot of machinations and interesting scenarios that make for what I think will be an interesting fight. Let's look at both fighters while then. While it lasts. While it lasts. Fury comes in at 273 pounds. Uh, he was 256.5 for the first fight. That's the heaviest of his career. Wilder, the heaviest he's ever been. He's put on 18.5 pounds, but he's still over 40 pounds lighter. First, why are these guys putting on so much weight to fight each other? Well, I know when I was on with you, I'm, I'm sure I said it. I thought he was too skinny. 212 pounds for a six foot six guy. I thought he didn't have enough weight uh, in, in that first fight. So I'm, I'm happy. And he's been 229 uh, about two or three times in his career. This is the heaviest he's ever been. In terms of a fury, I don't like it at all, Marty. I mean, he used his maneuverability and elusiveness 
the first fight to, to I think, win the first fight. I had him winning by a few points despite the, the, the uh, couple of knockdowns and the near knockout in the final round. So I don't think there's anything good about that. I don't like the fact that he's hired a new trainer. Yes, he's from Kronk, but he ain't Emmanuel Stewart. He's coming in saying he's going to knock uh, you know, Wilder out. You don't become a knockout puncher all of a sudden. That doesn't happen. So I don't like anything that's going on with Fury, at least what he says. Mm, Dame's fighting with literally they're, 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 they're talking about fighting um now let's talk about vaping uh jenny talise is finally gonna do something about it uh, after i mean it's been around for a long time we still don't seem to have any reg- rules or regulations what's the most important thing about this legislation so the vaping amendment bill uh, regulates vaping products and smokeless tobacco here in Aotearoa, New Zealand. I think one of the most important things is that it will protect our kids and at the same time it will still help smokers who want to use vaping as a quick tool to help them to stop smoking. How long has it taken to put this legislation together? It's about 15 months, isn't it? It has taken a while to uh, finalise this comprehensive bill, um, but I've got to say that I've uh, I've listened to parents, teachers and uh, principals who've had concerns um, about vaping. As you know, vaping is actually unregulated in Aotearoa right now. Uh, what this bill does is it bans uh, vaping from being sold to children under the age of 18. Um, it makes it an offence uh, actually when and if someone breaches that. Uh, we are also uh, prohibiting the advertisement and sponsorship of vape products and this again is to ensure that our kids are protected. At the same time however we are allowing uh, vaping uh, specialist shops, R18 vape shops to still be able to sell uh, vaping products uh, with flavours to our adults. This is in recognition of the fact that so many thousands of our smokers out there uh, utilise this as a quick okay. Yeah I think a lot of people are at the point where we're wondering why don't they just fling cigarettes and stop some vaping as well and none of it seems to be any particularly good maybe I'm I'm oversimplifying simplifying I'm oversimplifying that's what I'm doing um, I often do oversimplifize uh, what about Mika complicated or so when did you get in and 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 what's the plan because um, you're sort of you're all over the place at the moment <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, well, firstly, this is somewhere that I've wanted to come to my entire life as a tourist, but also as a musician. So it's with a lot of curiosity that I arrive here. And so I wanted to get straight into it because I did a show yesterday. No, sorry, the day before yesterday in Numea, uh, in New Caledonia. Wow. Yeah, an arena <laughs> in the middle of, of, of countryside and volcanic mountains. And there's an arena in the middle of it. it was, oh, that's incredible. It's surreal yeah. and amazing. Anyway, so we, we woke up really early after the show, and um, I went straight onto the ferry when I landed in Auckland and made my way to Waiheke because I had always wanted to see it with my own eyes. And I'm sitting here uh, in a house in Waiheke, and I have to say, it's a, it's a piece of paradise. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, that's great to hear because, you know, it's usually sunny and um, you've turned up on the on the only grey day we've had so far in 2020, which isn't necessarily a, a bad thing. But, um, you know, I, when I was riding yesterday. Oh, did um, you? Yeah. I did. yeah? 
I went horse riding around the island, and um, when it started to rain, the woman I was with, she started like practically crying and applauding, thanking the sky because it's been so dry. <laughs> yeah. Are, are you someone who, when you travel, kind of has FOMO? So you try and use every, you know, every minute that you have of downtime to fill with new experiences and seeing a place, or are you quite careful in managing your energy and your health when you're on the road? You know, both. Um, I I think you need discipline to uh, make sure that you don't isolate yourself. Right. Oh, that's hard to hear. I mean, because A, I don't have any discipline, and B, I love isolating myself. One of my favourite things. Uh, William Gibson joined Andrew Dickens yesterday morning. Uh, He's a science fiction author. I actually don't know much about him, but I might have to look him up now. People like me and others always say, you invented the term cyber uh, space. You know? Yes, I... Yes. Which you did. But at the same time, after a while, hearing it come back at you a thousand times must be irritating. <laughs> well, it's, you know, it's it's slacked off considerably. I mean, it's <laughs> it's no it's no longer... It, it's no longer a term that, that in, in general use. It, mm. it feels quite, quite ar- archaic. Mm. it's not and in addition the the cyberspace of my early fiction bears almost no resemblance to (laughs) the online world that we all share today almost without thinking and and there are a few lines in Neuromancer that that Suggest because I had some inkling, uh, inkling of this even back then, that uh, you know most of it, most of its uses are are utterly banal, (laughs) not not terribly exciting. But for the purposes of Neuromancer, I needed it to be uh, a novel and exciting realm. Oh, it was that. The word was that. I love um, hearing people use the word banal because uh, they often say it in so many different ways and it's only a two-syllable word, banal. I think a lot of people say banal, which makes it sound rude. I don't think it is. I'm Glenn ZB. I'll uh, off on the wrong tangent again and I'll try and do that again tomorrow. Uh, that was the weekend edition of News Talk ZB and it'll just be a 24 hours worth tomorrow. See you then.